Section 15 of The Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 12. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. The Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 12. Section 15. Death of W.C. Brand. What a sable pall was flung over the spirits of countless thousands who heard last week that editor W.C. Bran of the Iconoclast was no more. The heavens seem hung in black, and the clouds are wrung of their stars, wrote a St. Paul friend who idolized the apostolic seer. The world is dark with excess of grief, for the immortal soul of an illimitable genius has been sent to its maker and scattered with the stardust of the Idaranian. William C. Bran was an apostle. Like Christ, like Lincoln and others whom we deify, he was misunderstood and reviled, and a cowardly bullet pierced him in the back, a martyrdom of which he had a premonition. The head and front of his offending was strict adherence to the truth, though the heavens fall. He knew no fear, but was never the aggressor. The lamented Bran was an educator, and an emancipator of human liberty and human thought. The hypocrite stood in awe of his judgment. When he indicted him to be arraigned before the great bar of public opinion, he dipped his pen in acid that seared the eyeballs, and wrote their sentence diluted with wormwood and gall. It is not small wonder that the Judas Iscariots and the lemurs trembled at his power. Brand's tragic exit from this veil of tears is inspiration now for jackals to attack his name. Like the dull, dull ass, they are not afraid to kick the dead lion, while their ears wave to the seventh heaven of delight. In earth life they feared his name, but like ghouls they now go down into the grave to besmirch his memory. And this, too, from those who profess to follow the teachings of the meek and lowly Nazarene. Strange as it may seem to the hypocrite, Bran was a religious man. His creed was the religion of humanity. His biographers, if they do him justice, will write his name with the blood of the lamb high up on the flying scroll. Brand's friends, and they are legion, should not repine if he is not canonized as his bones are hearsed in death, for whenever was a god found agreeable to everybody. The regular way is to lynch, as the Baylorites did, to hang, to kill, to crucify and excoriate, and trample them under their stupid hoofs, cloven or webbed, as the case may be, for a century or two, and then take to braying over them when you discover their divine origin, still in a very long-eared manner. So speaks the sarcastic man, in his wild way, very mournful truths. Bran was as the life-tree, Yggdrasil, wide-waving and many-toned, with fimbriated tendrils down deep in the death kingdoms, among the oldest dead dust of men, and with boughs reaching always beyond the stars, and ever changeless as the immutable empyrean of eternal hope. They could better spare the whole state of Texas than William C. Brand. While the galled jades winced beneath the scorpion whips of his satire, and would have preferred fireballs, they felt the potency of his dynamics, and scurried to the soldier works of the masters for a glint of mental pabulum they had never known before. 
the editor of the sunday eye is in receipt of many letters from admirers of the late lamented genius they are rich in anathema and maranatha of brand's heartless and cruel detractors with one accord they have expressed the wish that i excoriate the revilers who desecrated by bludgeon words the sacrosanct acre of god in which reposes the mortal tenement of the sacred scribe i do not believe as mr charles campbell of anchor does that they should be gibbeted high as Haman. Nor do I think, as Mr. C. E. Stewart of Minier does, that they should be lashed naked through the world, and lambasted till death ends the heart-throbs. I believe that they should be permitted to live until they have read the great genius and learned to understand and exalt him. It would make them better for it. Religion would not suffer by it, though Baylor sank a thousand leagues beneath the seven-hued regions of Tartarus. The iconoclast minced no words. When it dealt body blows, they landed in the brisket, and affected the solar plexus in a very apprehensive way. Lincoln was gentle and generous. Ingersoll was brilliant and broad, but Bran was all this and greater. His untimely death was a distinctive loss to the march of civilization, and a gain to the shams of hypocrisy which takes now a new grip on the English language to batter down the shackles Bran had welted about them with public opinion. Bran was a reformer, who meant reform. He wore his heart upon his sleeve, but would be cruel to be just. He endured mental anguish, great as was suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane. As the sweetest perfume exhales from a crushed, blooming rose, so the sweeter and nobler sentiments welled up from the perennial spring of his fountains of love when most bruised and racked with pain. I have no fear of his acceptance on the right hand up there where men are judged by their deeds and not by semblance of better things that a canting world may simulate. He is in Valhalla with the other battling heroes, where the alabaster boxes of eternal love are showered upon the halo of their brighter radiance. Bran wrote to catch the wide world's attention, that he might teach them gentler things than feculent shocks. He was essentially an ascetic, devoted to uplifting in his own sure way. All the classes came trippingly to his and all the dogmas. All the purlieus of sociology and political economy were as an open book to him. When he soared to the sun, he never dropped into the sea from Icarian wings. His iconoclasm was the decadence of the social cesspool, and the expurgation of money power, which he believed was the Naples ultra of anarchy and the genius of diabolic perfidy. He preached as he felt, tender and terrible, loving and vehement, a strange commingling of titanic vulgate and cooing peace. Bran was eccentric, but all genius must have a certain leeway without being dubbed quixotic. He was a man whose loftiest ideality was purity in womanhood. He adored children, and was in many respects childlike. He was as the long light that shakes across the lake, where the cataract leaps in its glory. Friend Bran, through blinding mist of sympathetic tears, I say adieu. George L. Hutchin in the Bloomington Eye End of section 15 Recording by Brian Keenan